Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more. And I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of Nora Speaks. I am your host, Nora Muhammad. And as always, I like to let you know that I am so grateful and so appreciative that you continue to listen to Nora Speaks, that you're continuing on this journey with me. Um, And I hope that you are, as I am, being certainly enlightened with each episode and with each opportunity to engage. And if you are listening for your first time, I would encourage you to uh, once this episode concludes, to go back and listen to previous episodes. I would also ask that you would subscribe to Nora Speaks on the platform that you listen to podcasts and also to share it with your friends and family and uh, rate Nora Speaks and leave a review and let me know what you think. Uh, if you have questions about the podcast, you are certainly encouraged to email me at questionsnorazahira.com. And you can find uh, that in the show notes if you need that email. Um, And you can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And the links to each of those accounts are also on on the show notes um, and uh, also my Twitter link. But this episode of Nora Speaks, I want to talk about um, the, the importance and significance of the woman. And, you know, we've had, uh, we've had, um, people say that, you know, it was the year of the woman, um, especially last year, um, with, uh, you know, elections and women being, um, elected in numbers that exceeded, uh, previous elections or women running for offer office. Um, but, when I think about the role and importance of the woman, I, I, I think that in some respects that we have been uh, misled. I think the uh, significance of the woman has been uh, not really related to us in the way that most benefits us, in the way that is uh, most uplifting. And so the title for this podcast is communities rise when women rise. So there's a saying, and you may have heard me say this before, and you may have heard others say this, and it is a nation will rise no higher than its woman. Um, The woman is the gauge for how well a community is doing. The woman is the gauge for how well a nation is doing. Um, So what that means is If the woman is not doing well, um, then that's going to impact impact the community. Um, So when I think about the wellness of women, um, I'm thinking about it holistically and definitely including um, several factors. So one is physical wellness. 
how are the women in the community, in your community, in my community, our community, um, and, and just being clear, when I am talking about women and communities, I am specifically talking about the black community. Now, there are things that I will say that will certainly be universal, um, but particularly um, my message and the Nourish Speaks podcast is uh, aimed at the black community because I believe that we are in need of a revolution of sorts. I believe that we are in need of a renaissance. Um, so um, this message, there are going to be principles that are universal, but there are experiences that are specific to the black community um, that I will touch on and the ramifications of these experiences that we are um, still dealing with, uh, the consequences of what has happened with black people and to black people um, in the generations that we've been in America and even beyond. So when I'm talking about the woman, I'm talking about the black woman. When I'm talking about the community, I'm talking about the black community. Um, I, uh, for, for listeners who may f find that offensive, um, that is not the intent to be offensive um, but I am an advocate for my own people, and I think that each group should be an advocate for their own. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not somebody who is particularly offended when someone says, um, when a Caucasian per person talks about their racial pride or when a Caucasian person is talking about Caucasian power because I believe in black power. Or when they say white power, I believe in black power. I believe that we should love our uh, identities. I, I believe that we should love ourselves, no matter what group that you uh, are a part of, what ethnicity you have, what racial group you ascribe to. I believe that we each should love ourselves. Um, what's uh, unique and specific for black people in America is that we have been uh, indoctrinated with um, white supremacy and black inferiority. Um, and you know, geneticists and um, scientists will tell you that black is not inferior in any way. Um, uh, even if those of us who um, study the scientist Mendel um, and we learned about the pundit squares, it, it is it is uh, a falsehood that black is uh, inferior. So. I do not believe in um, falsehoods. I, I believe that falsehoods are given to people to keep them um, controlled. I believe that falsehoods are given to people uh, to keep them, um, in a way, believing that they're subservient, specifically black people um, across the globe and uh, essentially here in America um, where I live. So Nora Speaks is a podcast uh, for the black community and anyone who is in service of our community, you will benefit from this podcast um, because you too will be educated. There are a lot of people who provide services to our people who don't understand our experiences. And so they're coming with an outsider's perspective um, with the tools that they think are best to serve us. Um, and often they don't say, what do you need? Um, what is it in your experience where I can help? Um, and, and, and the greatest help that any group outside of 
our uh, own black brothers and sisters can give us, the greatest help is allowing us to help ourselves. So I just wanted to make sure, I don't know that I've specifically stated that um, in, in any of the podcasts previous, but Nora Speaks is a podcast to uplift um, and, and to tug on the soul and consciousness of the black community to remind us of who we are or to inform us if we don't know of who we are. Um, and, and, and also to let us know um, what our responsibilities are to ourselves. We have been in an interesting um, relationship with uh, the government here in America, and we have not been afforded the opportunity to be self-governed without any kind of um, intrusion or without any kind of hindrance um, like other people are able to govern and, and, and build their communities. Um, I believe that black people are entitled to this uh, right. I believe that we are entitled not only to the right, but to do it uh, without any hindrance from the government or anyone else. So that is the um, purpose of Nora Speaks. It is to awaken um, the soul and consciousness of the black community to um, reignite us and our love for ourselves and um, and talk about some responsibilities that we um, have, whether it's through education, whether it's through um, civic engagement, even if it's through the political process of America, we have a responsibility uh, for ourselves. So uh, just to get back to this specific topic, communities rise when women rise. So um, the wellness that I'm referring to when I'm talking about um, the woman is her physical wellness, specifically talking about health, um, the social wellness of the black woman, meaning our engagement with one another, our interactions outside of our home or even in our home um, with our husband um, and, and significant other and with our children, with our parents, um, the wellness of the black woman emotionally you know, how we manage life has ups and downs, hills and valleys, and certainly plateaus. And how good are we at coping and managing through all of those transitions? Because life is about change. Life is a journey of transition. Um, and it's, it's about, you know, um, successes. It's about losses. It's about learning. And, uh, Many of us are challenged in how well we cope through this journey of ups and downs and plateaus. Uh, the wellness includes the spiritual wellness of the black woman, our relationship to the creator and, and creation and our consequential um, purpose um, because of that relationship. Um, some of you may not believe in a creator. So you may not believe... I'm not talking about religious. Um, I, I'm not someone who is a proponent of religion and religious dogma per se. Um, I believe the best religion is doing good to self and others um, and joining good and forbidding evil. Um, do unto others as you would want them doing unto you. Um, so when I'm talking about spiritual, I'm not talking about um, a God. Many people don't believe in a God, and that's their choice. Some people are agnostic, but 
we are uh, in a world that was created by some force, some energy. And uh, we have creation that was produced by that force and by that energy. And so where do we find ourselves and what purpose um, do we have in relation to that energy and to that force? And so that's what I mean when I'm talking about the spiritual wellness of the woman. The environment plays a major part in the wellness of, of people. So the spaces that we occupy, our homes, our neighborhoods, um, if we work outside of the home, the jobs that we go to, um, in, in any kind of space that we occupy, what is that environment like and how does that environment affect us and how do we have an impact on that environment? So the emotional wellness of women is very, very important um, in determining um, the, uh, because I'm talking about communities rise when women rise. So if the woman is in an environment that is unhealthy, that might be dangerous, that is um, a strain on her emotionally, then that is certainly going to impact um, the community because it's going to impact the family, it's going to impact the children. Also, the economic wellness of the woman. What is that like? So, and when I'm talking about economics, I'm not just talking about um, how many purses we can buy, how many shoes we can buy, the size of the home that we can purchase, or the model of the vehicle. I'm talking about the uh, economic, um, ab the, the ability to use economics to satisfy our wants and needs and to live comfortably. And living comfortably doesn't necessarily mean that we have a six-figure income, um, but it's that we have access to income to live a life that we want to live. Um, we have uh, financially been um, disenfranchised economically disenfranchised here. And there are uh, consequences of that that we are dealing with. You know, the access to education, to a good education, to a quality education, um, ultimately that, that comes down to uh, our economic wealth, our financial wealth. Um, we've known that the poorer the community that we live in, the worse the school district. So even to educate ourselves, our children and make sure that they are getting an adequate education so that they can grow up to be independent people, to have an impact in the world, um, our uh, economic wellness, our financial health um, certainly is going to be a major determinant of that. And also the intellectual wellness of the woman. So I'm not just talking about intelligence. I'm not just talking about uh, education in, in, in terms of um, high school education, college, uh, graduate school. I'm, I'm not just talking about that. That is a part of it. But when I'm talking about the intellectual wellness of a woman, the black woman, I, I'm, I'm referring to our ability to create and solve problems. Um, I've said it before that education isn't just about degrees. Education is one's ability to solve problems. We know people have degrees on top of degrees, um, but they may lack the ability to create and solve problems. And that's what I'm talking about when I, I'm talking about the intellectual capacity. And so, frankly, 
um, a lot of what I'm, I'm referring to is related. So if we are compromised physically, then we're going to be compromised intellectually. If our environment is, is such an environment or such a space where we are under extreme stress or du and duress, then that also is going to impede creativity. That's going to, and, and when our creativity is impeded, it slows our ability to effectively solve problems. Um, and, and solving problems is one of the key indicators of intellectual capacity and intelligence. So um, when I say that the community is going to rise when the women rise, I, I like to let women know the significance uh, that they have and that they play. Um, and we should cheerlead for each other and we should cheerlead for that principle. Um, but I'm not talking about, I think it's important that when you are hearing uh, Nora talk about the significance of the woman, I do not exclude our responsibility um, to the black man and the responsibility that the black man has to us. Um, so when I'm talking about the black woman, always know that I'm not talking about her as a single individual that doesn't have any responsibility to the black man or who doesn't have a responsibility um, from the black man. So I just want to be clear about that. So as the woman, the reason why the community won't rise until the woman rise, rises is because we are the first teacher. We are the first nurse. We are the first doctor. So it's essentially we're like a child's God until they get to know who God is. Um, because we provide every everything that that child needs. Um, we feed the child, we clothe the child, we console the child. And, you know, that begins in the womb. And by having such a magnificent responsibility and a magnificent opportunity, um, if we are compromised in any of those areas of wellness, or if we are um, exceedingly well in any of those areas, then that is going to transfer to what we can provide or what we can't provide to that child. Just consider the role of the woman. We are, we as women, we exclusively, exclusively feed them physically, emotionally, and spiritually until they're able to explore beyond our arms and explore beyond our breasts. We are their exclusive provider. And um, this even includes the influence that we have on our children uh, when they're in the womb. So what our mindset is, our emotional state, our physical state, um, our uh, environment, all that we are is going to have an impact on the child even in the womb. So who and what we are in our state of being affects the child before they breathe life. And certainly it continues afterwards. Um, so yes, the community will not rise until the woman rises. It is dependent on the state of the woman. Um, why is it that the nation will rise when the woman rises? Why is it 
that when you teach a woman, you're teaching a nation, but when you teach a man, you're teaching an individual. Um, because the man does not have the ability to carry life and to nurse life, um, the man is a singular individual until he binds in a union with a woman and creates a child. But even still, the woman is the caretaker of that child. The woman is the one that is going to teach and put in the mind and breast of the child, developing the character of the child, developing the education of the child, developing and, and nurturing the uh, environment of the child. The woman does all of that. So yes, when you teach a woman, you are teaching a nation because it is us who are going to give birth to the children. It is us who's going to nurse the children. So um, our access or limitation, our education or our ignorance, our safety or our lack of protection, all of this, all of this impacts our children. So we really, really have to take seriously who and what we are and what purpose we say, what we serve, the purpose that we serve um, as it impacts our community. The significance of the woman can never be underestimated. And when it is, then the entire community suffers. The, the nation suffers. The family is going to suffer. So an example of of, of the impact that uh, a woman has, her well-being, her health, her environment has on the child. So there are cautions for women uh, regarding alcohol consumption during pregnancy because alcohol has the capacity to cross the placental barrier. So uh, a little bit of science or uh, physiology lesson um, the woman, the mother's bloodstream is separate from the bloodstream of her child. So she has her own blood supply. The child has their own blood supply and it doesn't cross. The woman is able to give nutrients to the child that crosses the placental barrier. Alcohol also crosses that placental barrier. And so a lot of Children, unfortunately, are born with some degree of fetal alcohol syndrome because the mother consumed alcohol while she was pregnant. And that alcohol is not able, like adults can filter alcohol um, through, our, uh, through our liver and can process it with the enzymes that we carry infants or, or fetuses, they don't have that capability to filter that alcohol. So that alcohol um, is with that fetus longer than it is in an adult because they can't process it. And, and it impacts the physiology, the development and the growth of the fetus. So we have children who are born with some spectrum of fetal alcohol syndrome. And the danger of that is that uh, Unless the mother admits to a pediatrician that she consumed alcohol, the child may not be diagnosed with fetal alcohol syndrome. And fetal alcohol syndrome mimics or has traits of many other developmental issues. So our children can be misdiagnosed because we don't confess that we've consumed alcohol. 
and the uh, consequences or the effects of uh, a child being exposed to alcohol in the womb is going to be manifest in learning. It's going to be manifest in, uh, in brain development. And our children could be being treated um, and educated in a way that doesn't, um, that isn't tailored to the cause of whatever disability or whatever um, is being manifest physically um, or mentally. So just as what we consume, like alcohol, how that impacts the infant or the fetus as it's developing in our womb, our mindset and emotional state, our environment, what we're inhaling, the foods that we're eating, all of that has an impact on our child. Um, and so that's why I say we have a great impact and influence on the child even before he or she is born into the world. And then once the child is here with us, then we give the child all that we have to give and we withhold from the child all that we don't have to give. So we can't give something that we lack. So uh, if it's character, if it's civilization, if it's education, uh, if there are things that we lack, we don't have the capability of giving that to the child. So that's why it is so important that as women, as black women, that we strive to be whole, that we are looking at our daughters as they're coming up in this world and we focus in on the kind of character that they have. We make sure that they're educated. Um, and remember, education isn't just about what's in the books, but it's about understanding how the world works, understanding who they are in the world, understanding how the world will impact them, um, and understanding the kind of impacts that they can have on the world. Um, we cannot um, neglect our girls. We cannot neglect our young women who are growing up and developing in this crazy, crazy world that we live in with so many mixed messages. Um, because when we, and, and, and I'm not just talking about what we're seeing in the urban areas. It's easy. It's very easy for us to point at our urban communities and say, look at them, um, or look at us, uh, look how they're suffering because of the concentration of people, um, the absence of jobs, the absence of adequate education, and the influx, quite frankly, of drugs, the influx of guns, and the preponderance of liquor stores in our communities. So it's easy to point to an urban center and to say, look at them, um, they're the ones with the problem. And there are urban areas do have problems, but so do our suburban areas. The, the concentration may not be as great, but the pain and the dysfunction is still there. Um, I was speaking with a, uh, a diaphus worker one time. Um, they have so many different names for it, but the division of youth and family, you know, the, the agency that serves children in whatever state you're listening to this in. And the woman was talking about the uh, rate of sexual abuse and molestation is actually higher in the suburbs than it is in the cities. And so I don't want us in the black community to have a Willie Lynch mentality or to have a divided mentality that the suburbs and the city 
um, we're not the same. We're not one people. We are one people, but we are just um, on in different areas of our of of the states that we live in 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 neighborhoods. But the problems that we have transfer with the person. Um, so whether you live <clears throat> in a in a in a city <clears throat> and you have uh, certain habits. If you go out to the suburbs, you're going to take those habits with you. There was a time um, I was driving down um, a street, one of the main streets in the city where I live, and there was a little boy uh, up on a an electric box, and he was up there. I don't know how he got up there because it was really high, but he was sitting up on like this transformer kind of a thing, um, this huge metal box. And he was banging his feet against the box. And he was saying, I hate the city. I hate the city. I want to move to the suburbs. And I thought to myself, no, the suburbs don't want you. Because you're going to take the same behaviors, the same thoughts, um, the same lack of training. You're going to take that with you uh, to the suburbs. And so our suburbs are, uh, are... and even more now with gentrification happening, our suburbs are becoming the new ghettos. Um, but I'm not just talking about um, poorer suburbs or even the affluent neighborhoods, because quite frankly, if we don't have our own, if we don't have our own communities that are strong, um, our people are suffering and we are uh, judged as a people. We are not individuals. We are judged and assessed by the world as a people. And so we can't outrun our problems. That's the point I'm trying to make. We cannot outrun our problems. And those of us, sometimes we want to identify ourselves as making it. And I put that in quotes, making it. We identify that by moving away from our poor neighborhoods. Um, I would suggest that making it is becoming successful in whatever field that is, whatever you determine your success to be, and coming back to the area where there's hurt, coming back to the area where there's pain, where there's lack, and filling in those gaps. For me, I believe that that is making it. Coming back and making our communities a decent place to live. Because how many times do we move outside into uh, affluent neighborhoods and we get mistreated? Um, because they don't see that as our home. They see that as their home. They build it for themselves so that they can have peace, quiet, contentment of mind. We can have that as well if we put our energy into our own communities um, and bring love back to our own communities. And we can study and, and, and watch what others have done and admire their success, but we have to come back and create our own success because ultimately they're going to know that um, they're going to they're gonna see us as different um, they're going to be concerned about what we're bringing to their neighborhood, our habits, um, good or bad. Um, and where we excel, they're going to take our talents and use it for them. And the areas where um, we have some areas to grow, they're going to be highlighted and they're often going to be exaggerated. We don't get treated well when we move to certain communities. It is best that we make our own communities a decent place to live and rethink um, what we consider making it. Just getting back to uh, the, the essential point of this conversation, a community can rise or will rise no higher than its woman. Uh, we have to really take the role that we have as women seriously and um, 
and understand that we have a responsibility to our community. We have a responsibility to the men in our community, to the children in our community. And the fact that women would be considered by some um, second-class citizens is, is silly and unfortunate. You know, we all come through the womb of a woman, whether we are born male or female. We are all born through the womb of a woman. So by diminishing the woman, we are diminishing that who we come from. Um, and if she's the first teacher, the first doctor, the first nurse, then she should be someone who is informed and someone who is, is well, someone who is financially, economically well, someone who is uh, intellectually well, someone who is emotionally and spiritually well. Um, and so that, that conversation about second-class citizenship also comes up when, when, uh, when we are hearing misperceptions of Muslim woman, women. And that's something that I like to take time to address uh, because as I understand as a Muslim woman, and the Muslim men that I know, that is further the furthest thing from the truth. Um, what I understand and what my practice is, is the elevation, protection, and respect of women. Um, and without that, then no one is going to be respected, protected, or elevated. <clears throat> so um, we really have to rid ourselves of those kinds of uh, myths and misperceptions. And even um, we... We, we, we act and conduct ourselves as if though that premise is true, as if we are a second-class citizen. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But what we do when the woman is um, uneducated, is um, in a dangerous environment, um, isn't protected, uh, isn't intellectually well because of all the stressors sometimes that, that we have, or even if it's not the stressors that we have, it, it just may be um, we're not being cultivated or the, or the girls who we're raised in our communities, we're not cultivating them like we should. Um, what happens is that dysfunction is going to pass on to the children um, because they're going to be uh, receiving what we are giving them either directly or indirectly, just like the alcohol that crosses the placental barrier. Even after children are born, we are constantly um, impacting them. And children don't have the filter, the ability to filter the messages that we give them. So until they get older and maybe they uh, realize that there is a better way to live or there's an opportunity to make different choices, our children will carry on our dysfunctions into their lives and they will raise their children. Mothers will raise their children, their daughters and their sons with the same dysfunctions that she's had unless there's some intervention. Um, and I pray that Nora Speaks is an intervention for, for some. The work that I do in the community with um, women and girls and, and, and even I have the opportunity to work with boys, I want to be a source of intervention um, to intervene in some dysfunctional habit, behavior, or thinking that we have that is not self-serving but is actually destructive. So um, we must manage the message that we are given to our children. The message that TV, media um, has for our children, when I th it, we can't just talk about the misogyny in the music um, produced by men. 
there's misogyny in the music that is produced by women as well. And because of the lack of respect, the lack of dignity, and the lack of esteem, uh, we say and we do things that demean women. And, you know, we don't have to wait for men to do it anymore. We're doing it to ourselves. Um, We're doing it to one another. And we're doing it because we devalue, we undervalue, we don't understand the significance and the impact that women have. We don't recognize that, um, um, you know, love and hip hop, uh, these kinds of shows that, um, that exploit um, mental health issues, that exploit uh, emotional pain. We um, consume these things and we're amused by these television shows, but our children are consuming them and learning how to function and how to operate with one another. They're learning how to socialize. They're learning how to problem solve, watching and consuming this kind of content. And we sit by and we let them without offering a word of intervention. Um, and, and, and so we have to do a better job. You know, there are a lot of women that I've listened to on interviews or on podcasts who had been um, uh, sought to engage, to be, um, to be someone on, some, to be cast, I'm trying to say, to be a cast member on some of these shows but because of their image, because of the dignity that they have, because uh, they don't believe in um, drama with other women, they've declined those opportunities to to be a member of the cast on some of these shows. And um, I mean, when when we're looking at these shows, there, you know, I, I remember the black black exploitation films, you know, in the seventies. And I'm thinking that this reality TV is the new exploitation. And we love it. Our children, they love it. And they have accepted this kind of um, chaos as normal. It's in our homes. It's in our communities. It's in our schools. It's on television. And we love it. And we've accepted it as normal. And it is not normal. These women clearly lack the intellect to create or solve problems. They are emotionally unwell. Um, and, you know, we, we have to uh, do better if we want better. And our communities deserve better. Our children deserve better. And so just to, just to touch base on, as I'm talking about women, um, a lot of women say, well, what about the man? And, and, and isn't he responsible to do this? Isn't he responsible to do that? Um, as I said, when I discuss women, I do not discuss women as um, exclusive individuals or independent individuals, independent of a man, independent of the children. Even, even a woman who doesn't have children herself, we are still mothers. We, are, we still represent womanhood, which a component of womanhood is motherhood. We're an aunt. We're a godmother. We're a teacher. We're a nurse. We may be a doctor. So 
when I'm talking about women, I am not excluding men. I believe that when I say that women need to be elevated, respected, and protected, we need to be elevated and respected by men. We need to be protected by men. Our environments must be safe, and we have to uh, have men that recognize the importance of women to maintain the safety of women and our children. Um, and so we each have a role that is responsible for the other. But if we allow ourselves to continue devolving as we are, as we have been, then our communities are going to suffer more and more. Our children and our families are going to suffer more and more. Um, you know, I always think of the woman as the force that brings culture. Yeah, men can build the bricks and the mortar and they can assemble, but it's a woman that comes and brings the culture. A house is not a home without a woman in it. We make a house, a structure of bricks and, and wood. We make it a home. We have such an, a significant role and uh, media and social scientists are doing a really, really good job at devaluing that role, at tearing that down, at um, isolating ourselves and making us independent creatures. So men are out here living their lives, doing what they do. Women are out here living their lives, doing what they do without any real um, responsibility to the other. And we do have responsibility to one another. We absolutely do. And when we neglect that, then we leave the children developing in this dysfunction to repeat this cycle and to repeat this legacy or to continue this legacy. Um, and we have to do better. We absolutely have to do better. So um, we can't be amused uh, or content with uh, or complacent with the kind of media that our children are consuming. The wellness of the community is dependent on the wellness of the woman. That's how important that we are. We cannot understate our value. Um, and we have to um, promote media that's healthy. We have to promote media that um, represents the woman in all of her dignity and in all of her glory. Um, we have to do better if we want better. So um, it's not just media, but it's also the women that we see in our communities. Um, we have to be a source of inspiration and love to our sisters, um, to one another. We have to um, be willing to teach each other. We have to be willing to correct each other. Uh, we have to be willing to intervene in the life of a girl when we see her going astray. Uh, we, we can't just say, well, it's not my problem, because that girl that's going astray is going to attract your sons or she's going to have an influence on your daughters. So we are not isolated. We are not independent. We are a community that lives together and that depends on one another. And the fact that we have uh, forgotten that we depend on one another has contributed to a lot of the destruction that we see because we see that it's not my job, it's not my responsibility, it's somebody else's problem, but it's all of our problems. So if, we're, if we want to see our communities rise, we have to see our women rise. When the women rise, the community is going to rise. It's mathematics. So uh, I thank you for listening. That is the message that I have today. Um, let's raise the level of consciousness and love in our community. Um, 
let's elevate ourselves. There was a time when we loved being black and black was something that we were proud of. Black is a dignified state. Black is a proud state. Black is a civilized state. Um, and we've uh, gotten acceptance into popular media and popular culture. And through that, we began to accept some things that don't serve our communities, but in fact, destroy our communities. So let's be sources of light and love. Let's recognize and remind one another of the important role that we have because a nation, a community, will rise no higher than the condition of its woman. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure. And until next time, stay in peace. Thank you again for listening to the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for another episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, norazahira.com. Or if you have a listener question that you would like me to answer on air, you can email me at questions at norazahira.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at Noor Zahira Muhammad and on Instagram at Noor Z20. I'll be sure to include links to the above in today's show notes. If this show has value to you, please like and subscribe and share it out with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.